Lord, we bless your name. Your we praise you. Magnify you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because we recognize that our guardian tonight is unto you. And so we draw strength from you tonight. Hallelujah. We receive refreshing from your presence. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name because you are good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. We honor, we praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Thank you. you may be seated. It's God. Hallelujah. Showers of blessing came out. Came yes. <laughs> you, Amen. Praise God. Amen. So uh, let's go to Hebrews 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. I'm just going to do a very short and quick recap from last Sunday and uh, give us the opportunity to discuss things that we may not have been able to touch from Sunday morning. Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. And so last Sunday, for those of you that were not there, I know Brother Richard were in the children's ministry, so it was Professor Andrews and Sam showing me, you know, yeah. So last Sunday, <clears throat> we had a kingdom Richard looked at me and said, <laughs> that's a very explosive uh, subject matter, but all of us will agree it's one that is needed within the body of Christ. I mean, who are we kidding? Uh, things happen, and as we said on Sunday morning, uh, when this kind of a thing happened, it's a betrayal of the deepest kind, and most marriages just don't fully recover from it. Just that simple. And so when I think of Mike and Danza Smith, I have to commend their courage. And you know what it does for me? It helps me know that grace really works. I mean, if you ever had any doubt if grace works, you saw that on Sunday morning. We are two people who've had... Uh, the, the misfortune of having to go through this kind of situation, husband and wife, and were willing to openly, transparently share the experience of how they went through the darkest days of their life. But thank God that they did not stay in that darkness. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no what? For thou art with me. Thou art and thy person. You know, so to, to, to watch them, and you know, because I've known this couple for years. I mean, I've known them for over four years. That's when we were in Hollywood. He said, yeah. And that's how the conversation ensued, and that's how I said to her, I'm going to bring you uh, a mic, you know. But I'm so glad that not, she just didn't come by herself. The husband came with her. And for those of you that were there, the husband added some color and some <laughs> to the conversation that <laughs> the guy was just <laughs> off the chain. Off the chain. So, so really, for me, it was a manifestation of grace. Amen. 
Because if what we are talking about, if we don't see it in reality, in full colors, with people that we know, living colors, thank God for Apostle Paul and for Peter, for Jude, and for all these <laughs> great men that are in heaven. Let us see somebody that's here, alive with us, <laughs> that's facing the same challenges and learning how to overcome it. So that was so powerful. They had the testimony and they shared freely. And, and so, so tonight, um, I, I just want to... Um, uh, Dr. Norfolk asked a question on that Sunday morning. Well, okay, so, so for those of you that were not there, uh, the situation happened. The husband of, was found to be unfaithful. Uh, uh, he denied it over a period of time. And ultimately, uh, the key was the Holy Spirit constantly talking to the wife and said, something's going on, something's going on. And the day came, she was in church. She left church and went to an address and knocked on the door and the woman came and her husband came from the stairs and she came into direct confrontation. <laughs> look at the person. Yes, look. And so this is a matter of being caught red-handed. Like, this is John chapter 8. The cut in the eye. <laughs> this is John chapter 8 all over again. But the amazing thing that I don't want us to ever miss, what I heard that I don't want us to, to, to miss, in that moment, God said to her, this is your husband. Even there. <laughs> Even there. Even there. And the hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit directs how she responds to what she's saying. Over and over and over, as we talk about grace, this ministers we said, okay, I'm hearing you, but what I'm really hearing is how I have to work closely with the Holy Spirit. And that's the truth. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of grace. Is the dispenser of the blessings of God in grace. And so, in that critical, do you, do you, do you guys understand how you can catch your husband and your wife red-handed in the house? And when she heard that voice, she now said to him, get your stuff, let's go home. That's what she said to him. Get your stuff and let's go home. <laughs> Look at Joseph. <Jesus. laughs> I mean, eh? It's not, of course it's not common. Of course, of course it's not common. And the guy now tells us, going back now, that had she said something else, his response will be, yes. Because he may have to stake his position and defend himself and build up the wall. That's why the Bible talks about how the words that come out of her mouth should be seasoned with grace. That he may edify, edify the hearer. When she spoke to him as a husband, he responded as a husband. Like a little kid, he said, he just went and packed his stuff. And <laughs> followed him. He said, all the way driving home, he said, hey, what, what am I going to do? He said, but at least I know my life is so far. Just like that. Just like that. 
Just like that. Why are you going to say something, sir? used to this is very common very common um the man cheating on the wife and the wife knowing about it a lot of times catching them red-handed but I, what i thought was really remarkable was the, what they did the way they handled it i've seen a lot of relationships um through my childhood growing up with this type of thing that happens but nothing really there's no recon, um, reconciliation and the way that they did it. That was the really the remarkable, even in the, especially in the military, especially, there's a lot of infidelity, um, divorce rate. In, in the Navy, it's the highest of all the branches because of the deployments mostly. And, but the reconciliation the, um, from what they talked about is the really remarkable thing that you never really see. The infidelity and, and the spouses knowing, of being aware I've got uncles with kids and side families. I mean, they've grown up together. Every, everyone knows, you know, but without that reconciliation, that's what I really thought was remarkable. And, and that's what I'm saying, and that's what makes this so unique, to, to see grace on display. Because the entire step went through to be restored. And the amazing thing, thing there is, that same process. Now, first of all, God forbid that always be which uh, somebody. One of the remarks, uh, the feedback I got back was the fact that uh, they said that we, from that discussion on Sunday, that we that we uh, we gave a pass mark to uh, uh, to uh, infidelity. I said I, I don't know how anybody got that from. That. <laughs> I, don't, I said I don't understand. People here are different levels. That we give a pass mark, that we we uh, permissive to. I said, "Dong, how did anybody get that?" Well, the first thing I said that when it happens, people don't recover. <laughs> you know, they're the legalists. Yeah, you know. So, 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 so. The encouragement for us is knowing that the word of God works if. We work it. So Dr. Norfolk asked a question. And the question was, and we had but you know, the time constraint, you cannot really address things as, as much as we may really know how to, what, what, what to say. But the question was the fact that, because in this case, the wife first came into the light. And she submitted herself to the grace of God and yielded. Regardless of what she saw, she was committed. Because remember, that didn't change overnight. It didn't That still blew me. In fact, it became more open because now the lady became more brazen to call him easily at home. And he kept on telling her, She's just my friend now. We don't sleep together any longer. We're just friends. That went on for a period of time. But she did not change her position or her stance. 
and she actually went to because she now understood and they, and they made it clear on Sunday that this is not a justification for what happened, but she now understood that there were some needs in the man's life that she was not meeting that opened him up for that situation. Now again, hear me. That is not a justification to go and do what he did. And he said that on Sunday. But she recognized that and went to counsel and said, okay, counselor, this is what's happening. What, 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 I mean, she's already resolved to walk through the process. But now she wants to improve and fix herself so that whatever that area is where she was not fully meeting the man's need, she wants to be at least be aware of it and begin to question last Sunday was, how did, you, how, did you, how did you say that question? Yeah, go ahead and say it again. Their case was that both of them um, apparently agreed to walk through the process. The man, even though had not severed the relationship immediately, um, had agreed to walk through the process. But my question was, if the man had not agreed to walk through the process and continued, and actually a case of, let me just say, addiction. Addiction. Because there are cases like that. So uh, what would the, uh, you know, what would the counselor advise or what would the, the spouse do in that case? Let me, let me, Job. I have to come back and uh, ask. Um, but that's a very good question. Because in this case, it worked out. But I don't want us to miss the fact that they were not on the same page in working out from the beginning. She saw it. She confronted it. There is a confession made, but the change did not take place until over a period of time, where she's consistently doing and following the voice of the Spirit of God and responding to God regardless of what he did. And she said she came to a point where she said, okay, even if this man does not work, she actually she told me that, that even, even if, they get a divorce, if they have to get a divorce, she's still going to honor God and do exactly what God wants her to do in the process. Now, what happens, as Dr. Norfolk said, if the other person is not responsive or maybe they are addicted and they just... What I want us to know is you and I can never make the other person do anything. Did you hear what I just said? You cannot make your mate change. All the yelling, the nagging, the counsel, even your prayer. You have to understand that you cannot change them. Any more than you and I can change an unbeliever and say you are born again. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, like, God does not wish that anyone should perish. This is God, though. This is his wish and desire, that none should perish, but that all should come to the same knowledge. And yet people are perishing. They're perishing every day. 
So that leads me to another scripture in Hebrews 4.2, where the Bible talks about how the gospel that was preached unto them did not profit them. Why? Because it was not mixed with faith. So the point is, at the end of the day, whoever wants to change or desires to change must bring faith to the table. They must believe that this process is going to work. They must embrace God. They must believe that God, okay, you are dealing with me. I embrace it. I don't see it. I don't know how, but I, I believe it. If they don't believe, I don't think there's anything anybody can do for them. Because belief is the foundation upon which God works. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those that come to God must believe that he is. And there is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Jesus came unto his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the children of God, even to those that believe on his name. So that belief element must be present. Now, so, so can, can you take it from there? No, really, from a counselor's perspective. You, you have said it all because, um, I mean, I have, encountered, I have encountered cases like that where, um, you know, the offender um, did not want to change. The offender could be the husband, it could be the wife. I have, I have encountered both. And, uh, you know, the foundation is just belief. Yeah. Okay. And there was absolutely nothing we could do except just to say, well, it's your choice. Yeah. It's your choice. Yes. Uh, but the question was, um, um, the, you, know, the, you know, the spouse wanted me to give him or her the, you know, the permission to divorce. <laughs> <And I> said, <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> you have to make that decision. I mean, um, adultery, adultery, I mean, uh, according to Matthew uh, 19, is the only scene by which Jesus Christ himself said, except for that, yeah. then can you divorce. However, even before that, uh, before Matthew 19, in Matthew 18, Jesus talked about forgiveness. Yes. He talked about forgiveness. Yes. And it's not, it is not a coincidence that Matthew talked about, uh, talk about forgiveness, forgiveness before, Matthew before he now went into, into yeah. that. Yeah. But um, uh, you have the permission I mean, based on that, to uh, you know, to divorce if the person does not want to change. However, there is still forgiveness. Amen. Amen. Okay, that is that is that is uh, that is good. Um, something that was said that I think was very good, and I don't know if it was in response to a question, where dancer said, "The scene of adultery." It's not any different from a person that's in poverty or a person that's in sickness. In other words, the same grace that covers sickness and poverty is what covers that. I never, I never, saw, I never saw it like that until, until they actually said that. I said, wow. 
Now, does that make it easier to go through? No. This is where the yieldedness of the Spirit of God comes big time into play. Big time. Amen? What, you have something else? Yeah. The, yes, the, it's the same grace that covers. Yeah. The same, the same grace. But there are, there are some sins that the Bible specifically uh, um, says quite something deeper. And it's the sin of adultery. In fact, it says it should not even be named. It should, yes, it should not even be mentioned amongst the believers. And they said it is the only sin that when you commit it, you are sinning against the body of Christ. Christ. Yeah. Your body. Yeah. That you are sinning against your body, and that is the body of Christ. And so the Bible takes it to be a very, a very, very serious thing. Yes, grace covers it all. And Jesus demonstrated it with the woman that was caught in adultery. Yeah. You see, Jesus met that woman with grace and truth. There was grace. Yeah. But he told her, go and, and sin, no more. sin no more. Absolutely. Go and sin no, no more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, in the same grace, there, yeah. is, there is no sin that grace does that. I mean, there is no sin that, that can outweigh grace. Yeah. But, but this is more damaging. Very, very. Because the repercussion is not just the individual who is the offender. That's right. It affects the aggrieved and the family and perhaps generations. Everybody is affected. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's... Everybody it's, is affected. Yeah. Your yeah. own body, the body of Christ, yeah. is affected. The yeah. temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. Now, um, Sam Bonu asked a question which I, I thought about it later on. I said, wow, we should have addressed that a little more. And they gave the situation where the roles were reversed, where the man caught his wife in a, an adulterous affair in their matrimonial, matrimonial bed. And so he wanted to know, what do you do in that situation? And we gave him a general answer to say, well, that situation is no different from the lady who called her husband in another woman's house. But thinking about it now, I understand where it's coming from. There's a sense in which we think and we have, the society has thought and believed and accepted that when a woman errs, she automatically uh, must repent, confess, and can be forgiven. It decides just most common situation is the woman was caught, and okay, she goes through whatever the steps are. But in this case, when the man is the culprit and the offender, there is a sense, particularly in the African culture, that says the man, of course, if he's a man, that's not a big deal. Like, just, 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 yes, just, yeah, just give him a medal and let him go and do the next one. You know something? That is, is readily excusable without penitence, without, you know, I mean, the woman, ah, you have to go through 19 steps. The man, you don't, you don't need to take any step. I think that's where it was coming from. Does that make sense? I think that's where Sam was coming from. And I don't think, if that's the case, I don't think we really address that. Uh, in, in other words, the man 
does not get any more pass mark than the woman. That's the point I'm making. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. The offense is the same. Your gender does not change <laughs> how it should be perceived. You know? So we sin, we repent, and uh, we plead the blood. You it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. Galatians 3.28. There's neither male nor female. Born nor free. Greek nor Jew. For we are all one in Christ Jesus. Period. But unfortunately, our society, really not just Africa, I think, I think globally. Globally. I mean, we've we, we just seen it recently now with Hollywood. What those guys have been doing? What Bill, Bill, Bill Cosby did for years. How can anybody do that for, for so long? And it was hush hush. Nobody could talk about it. Why? It's a man, it's a male figure. You can do it and get away with it. How can Bill Clinton do what he did as the president of the United States in the White House? He got away with it. Yeah. And, and he moved on from there. So he has platforms open to him. And the woman is rebranding re herself, reimagining herself, and her name has become a, a household curse all over the United States. Nobody has a daughter and names her Monica Lewinsky. You might not get it. She says you got a number. When you put that name. <laughs> no. So, so God has to help us. I guess that's the point. Amen? Any other questions? Yes. Making reference to what the lady yeah. said on, on, on Sunday. Yeah. Everything it has... has uh, a sickness. Yes. If somebody is uh, having a headache, you don't just abandon yourself. So in the same way, if you are having that challenge, yes. she, she, she sought solution to it. Yes. So I've been, I've been involved in marriage and family counseling. Okay. I've witnessed so many. The, 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 most of them, the reaction, as you said, is how to cut the relationship off. So the, the first time I had that encounter, I told the president, for a medical doctor to amputate, it is always seen as the last resort. Last resort. That the person that, that is telling we want to cut your leg will be asking, is there any other way out? <laughs> so, that my, 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 my patient yes. here that though the conversation have not, have not ended. Yes. Last Sunday that more on the healing process. Yes. But in, in, in medical and health issue, yes. they say prevention is better than Kill. Yes. So, to have very, very the time good. to deal very good. on the very, prevention. Very good. We should not say uh, in, the, in, the, in the Christendom, it is rare. It is not rare. Yes. In the, in the hierarchy from Pope to the to <laughs> Lebanon. So, the issue of prevention. Yes. The Amen. That's very good. Very good. His point is, we deal with the healing on Sunday. That 
I doubt how and when are we going to deal with not even getting there? And that's where next Sunday comes in. Yeah. So we, 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 we did that in a way to get a, you know, you know, sometimes when the person has a heart attack, they, they have to put shocks on them. When the person died, they put a, what they call that thing? They put a shock, uh, uh, they put, eh? a shock, a shock, to bring them back, to, jack, jack them back to your life. Last Sunday was to jack all of us back to, you know what? This is a reality. <laughs> and then next Sunday and the following Sunday, we're going to deal with all the, all the basics, all the things. In fact, Dr. Onofek is going to deal, I don't want to give it away. He's going to address some things on Sunday that helps us to understand why these things happen. Yeah. Because if you don't understand why it happens, it's easy to repeat it. So it's important. It's not just uh, to hear the healing. Like you said, we need to know how not to get into ourselves caught in that kind of situation. And there's some, th- it's, there's some very clear uh, lessons that we, that we can learn that will help us to, to avoid that. Amen? Yeah, because the pain is too much. I, mean, I mean, just talking to these guys, it took a period of two years to get healed from it. And very, very painful. So there's no, you know, there's no, it's not an easy process at all. So unless, unless you have a pension for pain, it's best to avoid this kind of <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Says, you know, I love pain. They put me in the pain process. No. So it's just best not to go there. Amen? Any, any, anyone else? Yes. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Wait for the mic. But if you are filled up, can you not be tempted? Jesus, after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, yes. it was then he was tempted. Correct. But we saw what Jesus did using Correct. the word. Yes. And as we use the word, that will help us. Thy right. word have I hid in my heart yes. that I may not sin against it. Yes. But also there are precautions that we have to take as believers. Yes. In fact, I had or read somewhere when the hotels, when the Christians come for meetings in the hotel, they make more sales in pornography. Correct. So it, it happens. Yes. But we have to discipline ourselves, and that Correct. is through the word of God. Yes. Just like uh, people, I mean, back home they used to say in the village, uh, wine is the most common thing that people drink. But they say, the flies that says, I don't want to fall in that pot must not play or dance around the pot <laughs> because eventually it's going to fall in and will not get al- I mean, out alive. Amen. So, yeah, that's true. That's precautions. That's true. Okay. The, another feedback that I got, anybody has anything else? The, the other feedback that I got that um, I, I want us to look at before we leave is that what happens to the third person in that triangle? There's a husband and wife and the other woman or the other man. So, okay, let let, let me... 
So, so last Sunday, we have Mike and Danza. They were the principal that were involved in the situation. But Mike was involved with another woman. So the question is, how do you bring that other woman to restoration? I have one or two things, but I'll, let me just throw it out first. Okay, maybe, maybe I should even give you the, hold on there. Maybe I should even give you the, um, what happened to the, to the, to the other woman in this, in this situation. So the thing went on for a long time. And when Dancer had received enough strength and had fully restored, she called her. She called the other woman and offered to be a blessing to her. She did. But unfortunately, the woman uh, rejected the overture. Rejected it. Now, to keep a long story short, because I've, we have just a few minutes, as we speak, the woman is in coma. Yes, coma. Coma. Yeah. She's sick, gravely. She never recovered from the point of the restoration until now. Yeah. Now, just so I can clear that up, God did not put her in coma. You, you guys have had enough grace to understand that. No. Thank God for that. <laughs> because most people say, ah, God judged her. No. That's not a God thing. The devil did. Because you must understand Romans 6, 23 is, is universal. The wages of sin is death. Sin pays wages. It's not eternal life, it's death. So if I'm living a particular lifestyle, and as Doc said, and I refuse to change, I refuse to clean my act up. It's a principle. God set up principle in motion. The wages of sin is death. Just like, uh, what do you call this thing? Uh, gravity. The principle of gravity is in motion. It's already set. If I decide to go and jump from a 10-foot, uh, I want to jump on the ground, I'm saying, hey, gravity is going to work because God set that in motion. So if I fall from a 10-foot uh, uh, building or 20 foot or 50 feet, I can't say that God broke my neck or broke my foot. Okay. No, God didn't do that. My foolishness did. Yeah. So they reached out to her at least, that's what I did, and she refused it. And right now, as we speak, that's where she is. That's where she is. Now, having said that again, God did not do that. The enemy that sucked her into that, ultimately, that's the wage he paid. But having said that now, how can anyone bring a person to restoration? The third person. Okay? You have the mic? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um in my opinion, um, I feel like a lot of times that there's a, always a deeper, deeper problem. And really, the infidelity or dealing with someone that's in a, a, a different relationship is basically kind of a byproduct of a deeper issue. Of course. So, would you, you know, those are just kind of some of the ways that people deal with. And I think for each person, the way you deal with your problem is to first identify the problem and address the problem. And if they're able to help, if you're able to help a person, if that person's able to identify their problem and deal with their problem, 
then a lot of those things kind of fall in line. But that's what, um, you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but that's, that does not address the question I was asking. But I understand what you're saying. What you're saying is true. Mm -hmm. But the question I'm asking specifically is, on Sunday, we had Michael and Denzel, husband and wife, where the man was seeing another woman. How does that other woman get help? Well, I, and I guess that is what I'm saying. With that other, that, that other woman, um, she has to address her problem. Correct. And whether it's help, whether it's um, some kind of family member, or whether it's her seeing a counselor, but whatever that problem she has that makes her um, feel like she, um, she's lacking in some way that she has to be with a man that's engaged with another woman, she has to deal with that problem. And it could be a lot of different things. It could be childhood hurt. It could be experiences with other men. Or it could be um, a, a many things. Sure. But sure. whatever that issue she has, she has to address it so that she could um, fix herself. I mean, it's broad, but who knows what that problem was that that lady was dealing with. Okay. You, you have something? That's, that's good. That's good. Well, I believe in this case, um, the two believers first came together and realized the sin, Micah and Danzel. Okay. And when, because you can't approach a third person into your hole, I believe, because I don't think that they could go minister to her out of a wounded spirit, because usually when you're wounded, you're going to wound someone else. So I believe they got stronger. They understood, that they first understood it was the enemy that's trying to break up their family. Yes. So when you stop looking at a person and begin to understand you're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and darkness and rulers in high places, you begin to understand and have more sympathy toward the person because you understand it's not the person, it's the spirit. Yeah. So once you begin to fight in the spirit, then you can actually begin to have some type of compassion yeah. for that person. Yes. You can begin to pray for that person. Yes. And once you begin to pray for that person, believe it or not, if you pray for your enemies, because the word of God tells us, pray for those that despitefully use you, pray yes. for those that do harm to you. Yes. If you begin to pray for your enemies, actually you begin to love them. And yes. you begin to see them in the light of yes. Christ. You yes. see them through the eyes of Christ. Yes. And, and that's why, you know, if we're going to be Christians, we have to realize that. We have to begin to see people not through the eyes of the flesh, but through the eyes of the spirit, which is, you know. And then you can approach them. You can love them. You can love the devil out of them. You can love them. You can approach them to really want to be able to help them. Yeah. So I would definitely say get yourself built up and allow the Spirit of God to give you strength and grace to go and pray, begin to pray for them and then approach them. Amen. Very good. Two good contributions. The only thing I want to add to that is even when you approach them, you must understand that you can't change them. Your responsibility is you pray for them, you love them, and if the opportunity arises, you reach out to them, but you must understand even when you are reaching out that they may reject you. Okay. Yeah. In Matthew 5, 44, let me start from verse 43, it says, yeah. you have heard that it was said, 
you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Mm -hmm. But I said to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your father in heaven. Amen. Good, good, Diala. Yes, good, yes. And there was something else I wanted to add to what you said. Is that um, it just amazes me because I wasn't here on Sunday, but it's just like it's still grace. It's God extending grace to that third party. Correct. It's just God's love in action for even though she Correct. didn't accept it. Correct. God still was God. That is, it you, was you, so awesome. It's so awesome. You, you, you. For there's a scripture. Oh my gosh. There's a scripture that talks about how the grace of God, we should share that grace. I just saw that scripture yesterday, and it just escaped me just now. Yeah. So, so you're right. So you're right. We are the carriers of grace. That's the amazing thing about this whole thing. And that's the thing we need to remind ourselves. Grace for us is not just something we just received, so I can get a new house, a new car. A new... No, it's beyond that. This, we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about a person. Grace is Jesus. Jesus is grace. So there's no such thing as I'm going to hold it, I'm just going to hold on to myself. No. In the same way as we share Jesus Christ, we share grace. We share grace. Yes. Yes. Mercy. To help in, to find grace, to help in time of need. Yes. I think it's grace that can do this. So, If the roles were reversed, there's still three people in this triangle. So maybe the husband and the wife, maybe Michael did not tell Dancer what happened. But the third person is the one that the Holy Spirit is dealing with. What happens? Okay, so last Sunday we had the husband and wife. And the husband and wife came into the light first. Light meaning... There was an awakening. This is wrong. We need to fix it. Assuming that did not happen, but the third person in the triangle, the other woman or the other man, came into light and said, I cannot keep on doing this. Is, is there, are they culpable? Is there any further responsibility on their part? Hmm? Yes. Give it to Shadi first. I think since she, the third party, was already in a relationship with the man, she needs to explain what God has shown her and where she is in God. Who does she explain that to? To the man she was in the relationship with when she's okay. cutting it off. Okay. But she also needs to encourage the man because he can, I don't think she needs to go tell the wife, but I think she needs to encourage the man to tell the wife so they can sort out the foundations of the issue and sort out their problem. Okay. And since she's had that kind of relationship with him, she, he may be amenable to, you know, hearing, since God is the one that told her, hearing. Okay. Do you guys understand what she said? So she cuts off with a man, encourages the man, go home and fix your foundation. Why is that important? First of all, do you guys agree with that? Yes. <laughs> this is, I say yes. Okay, why, why is that important? 
Yeah. Because it's the it's the man's the man's covenant with his wife, and it's broken, and she infringed with, within this covenant, you know, with um, in agreement with the man. She, um, it's important for that man or that woman to go home to address it to to um, fix their situation. And I do believe that um, once that outside person encourages that person to go home and um, fix their situation at home, I think that it's still important for that outside person to meet with the spouse as well, or to at least um, reconcile with the spouse, or at least attempt to reconcile with the spouse. <laughs> because because as, a, as an outside person, well, as an outside person, you've not only, you've not only um, infringed on the man inside the covenant, but um, by doing that, you've also infringed with, um, with, the, with the woman as well, so with, with both, whether it's a man or the woman. So that's why I think it's still important at some point. Okay. okay. Let, let me just address, uh, okay, Joseph, you're going to get it. Let me just address what she said. I, I agree with you about uh, the fact that uh, she, should, she should encourage the man. Why? Okay, this, this is what I know. This is what I know. From experience and from just talking to people that have been in this, this kind of situation. If that thing is not brought into the open, into the light, the darkness remains. Okay, this is what happens. So, so this man who is married to this woman is abusing or violating this other woman. This woman catches the revelation and says, I can't do this anymore. As long as these guys don't talk about it, you know what happens? He just changes partners. He finds somebody else. He finds somebody else. Because he has never been addressed. That's what I'm finding out. So these ladies cut him off. Haba. There are over six, three billion women walking the face of them. He just finds somebody else. That's why this thing is deadly. Yeah. Pardon me? Yes. yes. So, if, so if the third person talked to the, uh, to the husband, the woman talked to the husband, and she's going to rely on him to go talk to his wife, well, he doesn't have to do that. What do so you mean he doesn't have to do that? I mean, I mean, she's trusting and relying that he will say, oh, okay, it's over between you and I. I need to go. go That's why out. he's saying that maybe she should also approach the other woman. Now, I'm not sure about that. I don't know about approaching her, yeah. but maybe she should send her a text or a letter or Man. something. That is, that, is, that is a potentially explosive situation. But, okay, but we're, okay, what if he doesn't go? But if it doesn't go, your, your responsibility is finished. So the third, so her part is over. Yeah, because again, remember what we said? You cannot make anybody do anything. Sure. You must understand that. So, so you, wait, wait, wait. So you have, to, you have to leave it up to the Holy Spirit that convicted you from stopping to do what you've stopped. To also be the one that will convict this man or this woman to get, to get things right. Because that's where we have to be careful. Because if, we, if we're not careful, we take it upon the flesh. We, come, we become the Holy Spirit's police. You're not a police. You don't want to do that. So he doesn't get either 
either he will go and confess to his wife, mm -hmm. or either he'll just say, "What? No, thank you. Uh, whatever," and go to the next person and continue to do it. It's, that's not on you, at least you. you so you, that you, person, the third yeah. person, is done their part. Yes. Breaking it off. Yes. With him. Yes. And, and go on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, I've known people that have done what he said. Yeah. And, and they become a public uh, uh, foolish woman, if you will. Make a phone call and call you. Uh, your wife is sleeping with my husband. Yeah. Tell, you, tell him to stop. It just, it cost all kind. By the time it's all over, they felt, they felt ashamed of themselves that they even took that position. That's not exactly the way I, I meant it. Okay. Now, the way I meant it, it was not that um, to encourage this person to, to let their spouse know. Okay. And if they don't, then you tell the spouse. I, I feel like regardless of the situation, okay. you've done wrong by this person, yes. you've done wrong by this person. Correct. So you tell this person, the person you tell your spouse. That person tells their spouse, great for that person. If they don't tell their spouse, that's on him. Yes. But at the same time, because I've done wrong by this person, yes. to let you know I've done wrong by you. I, I, I recognize that I've done wrong by you. I'm sorry. This is what happened. Okay. And, and th at that point, because, because what, you, what you do, what you do is, <laughs> is you have another person that whether this person knows or not, they're in a bad situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're in a bad situation because if that husband doesn't tell her or spouse, whatever, He's going to go to the next person. Yeah. You knowingly, you know that. Yeah. I think you have an obligation to let that person know that, hey, this is. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give, give me the mic. Yeah. Um, you know, I quite understand this, the angle is coming out. Yeah. But, you know, you cannot, it's just like ministering to people. You do just what the Holy Spirit have told you to do. And leave the rest to him. You know, you, you sow the seed, water it, and then God, God brings the increase. See, what, what I notice about this is that when there is no demand, there won't be any supply. If the man has gone that far, and, you know, and the third person sees, I mean, gets the revelation first, just to sit the man down and say, look, this is what I've done. You know, what created that demand you know, you can, you know, resolve it. There must have been something that you are lacking from your own relationship before you came to me. So there's how she can present it. In fact, the woman, uh, yes, I mean, on Sunday, the way she really managed it, because if there were two mad dogs, the whole, the whole <laughs> thing would have been chaotic. Oh, yes. And both of them carry fire arms, though. One thing I know about God is... Both of them carry fire arms. Yes. One thing I know oh, about... Oh, yes. Yeah. Ah, Michael trains people on how to use guns. AK-47, AR-15, there's none that not, it does not have. No, I'm not, I'm not joking. Yeah. 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 Because both of them carry, they, they, you see, who pulls out the gun first? <laughs> this, is, this is Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. So that's why, that's why the, way, the way God positions husband and wife, you yeah. see when one is hot, one is cold. Yeah. If... I mean, the woman was not the one that God was giving all the revelation. The whole thing would have been chaotic. Yes. I mean, I can't imagine you going to meet your husband in another man, uh, no. woman's wife and say, you are my husband. 
Come, let's go home. Yeah. Oh, you are my wife. Come, let's. Go. I mean, it's it's not it's not common. It's not. It's not common. <laughs> so it must have been the Holy Spirit. That, it's the Holy Spirit that was doing it. And since he started that job, believe me, we'll finish it. Yes. If even if even if the even if the man did not accept. Yes. There is no how. And the woman went and ahead and judged herself. Yes. Where did I go wrong? Correct. And she even started fixing those things. It, the man said, with all these things I did to her, there was, you know, there was a day he came back, everything was made ready for him. He yes. said, is this my wife? You know, because, you see, there is nobody that the uh, Spirit does not uh, uh, speak yes. to the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's a still voice, small yes. still voice. Yes. Sometimes we use our macho nature yes. to downplay that voice. Yes. It's always coming. But the presentation of the woman was the one that gave the man attention to empowered him to he change. Empowered him to, uh, to change. If she had shouted, if she had done all those things that we know our women do, yeah. I'm telling you by now they would have been holding different papers of divorce. <laughs> Praise That's God. Right. Amen. I think we, I think we've, we've fleshed it out enough. Praise God. Well, let's just pray. Amen. Amen. So, Father, we just want to thank you so much. We bless your name that with all that you are teaching us, we do not for one minute take your grace for granted. We recognize that you are holy. And that in your holiness, you've made us to be holy. And you've encouraged us to possess our souls in holiness. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We receive your admonition. We do not give room for the enemy to ensnare us and to uh, wreak havoc in our homes, in our families, in our hearts. We thank you for your hedge of protection around our minds, the gates with which we contact the world. And so, Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your grace, which is able to empower us to live a lifestyle that is well-pleasing unto you. We thank you for your grace that allows us to emanate forth your life to the world around us. And, Lord Jesus, if we are erring in any way, shape, or form, we receive the adjustment tonight by the power of your spirit, my Lord God, that you cleanse us with the power of the word of the word of God. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, that our families belong unto you. We consecrate our homes as a place of your sanctuary where you dwell, where you move, where you have our being, your being. Thank you that our homes will be a place of testimony to your, glory, to your glory and to your goodness. We thank you for the teachings that continue in the next couple of weeks. We receive your word. We thank you for the unction. And we bless your name that we'll be uh, guarded through your instruction. That your word will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We receive you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness unto us. And we thank you as we go home for your journey in mercies. In Jesus' name. Amen. So if you just bring your offerings... And uh, wish you a good night as you drive home. And God bless you real good. <laughs>